This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's Log, star date. I don't know, there's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're going to skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face deep in the box. It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp hooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow. We got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings, and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make, even Greg the Zebra was tending bar, and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do. $20 off any link subscription if you go to shakerandspoon.com slash oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and $20 off your subscription at shakerandspoon.com slash OZ number nine. Enjoy, Space Monkeys. Captain out. I was hoping we'd get a chance to hear more from the cowboy. <laughs> you think he'll talk to you? He only had eyes for Colin, remember? Oh, I remember. I'm counting on it. Well, sometimes you make less sense than they do. Bite your tongue, tour guide. Get behind the bar. Oh, you want something to drink? Well, yes, but not right now. Grab the McCallans, though. We might be waiting a while. McCallans, not McCallums. Ah, hell, grab them both, why not? If I know anything about Colin after all this time, it's that the lure of the martini will be irresistible. He's just got to find the right key combination. Whoa, the bartender's back. I thought the cowboy shot him. He's animatronic, remember? Wow, that shirt he's wearing is enormous. Good boy, Colin. Duck behind the bar, quick. You could at least try to cushion the landing. Ah, excellent. I'm back. Buy you a drink, pretty lady? I do wish you'd stop calling me that. Reminds me far too much of childhood tea parties with my mother. But I wouldn't mind another one of your fine martinis. That image of childhood is mighty disturbing, sweetheart. But let me rustle you up a cocktail to kick some dirt over the memory. Yes, thank you. Nobody making cocktails here but me. I thought I shot you. There's a reason this hair joint's called the Bad Penny Saloon, cowboy. You go on and see if you can't poke an apology out of your mouth hole, and we'll carry on. Poke an apology out of your 
mouth hole? It's possible our lines are a touch inauthentic. Just go with it. As long as the gin tastes real, I couldn't care less. You here for a side quest? Mm, good God, no. Whatever that is. Uh, I'm here to get staggeringly drunk, slide to the floor amidst the sawdust and peanut shells, uh, cradling a bottle of vermouth and another of gin like my own sweet twin babes, and uh, perhaps sing a sea shanty until I pass out. You do gotta love the classics, but the machines don't bring you here to point your hand-stitched goat opers at my ceiling. Is that something I'm likely to do? He means you're not here to get drunk and fall on the floor. No, no sir, sir. this here bar is where you come for a bit of cryptic conversation with someone standing in an illuminated circle and get yourself a side-to-side quest. If I let you call me Pretty Lady again, will you shut up about the quests? <sighs> Besides, no one here is standing in a circle. Not to be contrary, but my stovepipes do have a certain glow to them. <sighs> I never realized how lovely it was to live in a time and place where I understood nearly everything that was said to me. Stove pops are a kind of long boot. Goat ropers are short boots. Our bartenders are touch heavy on boot-based metaphors. His are a glow because he is standing... He's standing in an illuminated circle. Yes, thank you. How is anyone going to know that if you're standing on the other side of the bar? Games ain't supposed to be easy. What do you mean, games? Stop wiping that damn glass and fill it with something. Quit tickling the stemware and mix him up an Amelia Earhart. Heavy on the rhubarb. I'd say you'd have to shoot me first. But I'm already living on borrowed shirts. I was going to ask... Look, fella, if you're here, it ain't for the drinks or the company. You're here... For a side quest. I'm here because I fancied a fresh drink and remembered the button combination. That's all. Sure as I'm standing here, that ain't all. But there's no harm in knocking the dung off your boots and dust out your chaps and putting your spurs up a spell. Hey, I found her. Imagine that. She was here all along. What? Who? Amelia Earhart. Yes, we can call off the search. Doggy. Leach would have loved you. Oh, he sure did. How is that, big fella? We miss him down here. That's a fact. I need to thank him for the generous gift of all his shirts, since our trigger-happy cowboy here keeps plugging holes in mine. Wait, he knew about you? About all this? He knew where his shirts were. Now hold on one cowpack campfire. He's off on his side quest, ain't he? Boy, howdy, he was a cracker. Remember when he busted Doc's password and stole all the nitrous oxide to spike the aromatherapy machine? Oh, hells yeah. Damn, it was fun to watch you breathers lose your bedrolls. What? Where the hell did you all come from? You all who? Yeah, he does this from time to time. Talking to invisible friends. What are you talking about? I'm the one who's invisible. (laughs) Maybe a little less sparkle in the next Amelia, if you catch me, bartender. Mm -hmm. Where the hell's the McCollums? Colin, ask him. One of my invisible friends would like a McCallum's. No can do, Hopalong. Both the McCallum's and McCallum's are under the bar with the narrator. Ah! Don't care, blah, blah, blah. 
What else you got with no E? What else hails from north of Hadrian's? All right, let's see here. We got uh, Brooklotti, Kragalicky, Lafrog, Glenugi, Capradonic, Taninic, Tamdu, and Royal Lochnagar. I don't know whether to order or perform the Heimlich maneuver. No, Manachmor, or Nochnagar. Shall I attempt the names, or will just spitting on the bar do? It's the 1800s here, Haas. What you see is what we got. Right. Give me a Capradonic and don't skint on the poor. That one, please. Uh, make it a double. I'll take a brown gargle with a soft calf slobber on top. I am absolutely not saying any of that. What the hell did you just order? Coffee with cream. Go on. It's era-appropriate slang. See if he understands. My God. One... What was it? Uh, something horrifying. Brown gargle. Brown gargle. Mm-hmm. Canned cow? Soft calf slobber. I'm taking some liberties here, but I think you'll get it. This is the most appalling conversation. It's your imagination that's spitting it up, Calamity James. No canned cow. Soft calf slobber. Hmm. Creative. I like it. You know, we should consider collaborating on a writing project, Greg. Uh... And this is odd. What's odd is I've been in a bar for a full minute and a half, and I'm still clutching empty air instead of a drama whiskey. Did you know a gram is actually a unit of avoirdupois weight equal to one sixteenth of an ounce, or a unit of the apothecary's weight equal to one eighth ounce? You see, you'd be a worthy side scribe to assist me in my literary endeavors. Quick with the drinks, my good man, and spike the goggling cow, if you would. My friends are thirsty, and god-awfully dull. As you wish. Uh, anyone at all interested in the, um, the oddness taking place over here at all? Whiskey, no E, and brown gargle with a punch. Order me an elder stateswoman, would you call him? Uh, oh, Dr. Theo, you sniffing for a bit of Hochmagandi? Uh, I can... I could ask if they have one handy. Hmm. Oh, you do that, Colin. <laughs> you go on and ask. <laughs> Hawkmagandy, primarily jocular Scottish slang, referring to fornication. Ah, never mind. Uh, but I am a bit disappointed in you, Doctor. Uh, no, 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 no. An elder stateswoman is a cocktail. Surprised you don't know that. Two ounces gin, grey whale specifically. One ounce elderflower liqueur. Two ounces grapefruit juice, topped with soda and garnished with a nice, fresh sprig of lavender. If I'm not mistaken, this establishment mainly offers cirrhosis on the main floor and syphilis upstairs. Do you really expect they have elderflower liqueur and lavender sprigs? Ooh, one of your buddies is hoping to wrap his lips around an elder stateswoman, huh? I guess we're going to milk this rich vein of humor a bit longer. This isn't a player piano. <laughs> it clearly is, Mrs. Sheffield. No, no, a player piano, Dr. Theodore, requires a role. This piano has none. What are you suggesting? Well, I hadn't suggested anything yet, sweetheart. But if you're asking... Oh, lasso your chaps or something. I wasn't talking to you. Ah, she's right. This piano appears to be playing entirely without a role and without the aid of the pneumatic mechanism that operates the keys. Yes, thank you for verifying. Terribly helpful. Do you two ever not bicker? Let me see that. Piano bench cushion could use a beating. Yeah, do be careful with the furnishings. That uh, dust is probably three quarters horse dung. Did you all forget we're actually aboard a modern age spaceship and not back in the mid 1800s? 
The piano is probably run by computers. Boy, howdy, you really have slipped the fence and gone off the plantation. Spaceship? A few too many kicks in the old head she used from high o silver, huh? <laughs> One elder stateswoman. Shut up. If your friends are kicking up a ruckus about our self-playing piano, you let them know that that there piano is played by none other than the ghost of Stagecoach Mary. Stepping on board the Oz-9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're going to take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan Roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to fanrolldice.com and choose your dice, Space Monkeys, and get 10% off with code OZ9 at checkout. The ghost of Stagecoach Mary. I beg your pardon? Mary Fields was the second woman in the U.S. to carry the mail and the first woman of color. Six foot tall and handy with a rifle. Sadly, more a plunker than a pianist, but she's learned. A ghost. It's a ghost playing this piano. Uh, begging your pardon, Miss Mary. Uh, you keep on. Oh, hell. What's the glowing circle about? Well, looky there. One of Cone's invisible friends just got themselves a special Stagecoach Mary side quest. Oh, hell. You believe in ghosts, but not my friends. Excellent. You can see me, you could see Leet. Why can't you see anyone else? Ah, oh, yes, I suspect our dear deluxe Chesterfield with bonus padding did a bit of monkeying about with passwords. Huh. Yeah, we may find Leet's signature in lots of places as we explore the ship, but... I reckon one of your invisible friends, friends deposited in a theory, so you just let me know when it's quiet. 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 Oh, she's on. Yes? Mm-hmm. Our mutual friend, uh, Chester the Jester, did mention he was leaving some surprises behind to keep life interesting. <laughs> uh, now, I suspect Stagecoach Mary has something to say. Jesus! Hey, someone tell her I'm sorry for shoving in on her piano bench. Thank you. Oh, that's Don't Shoot the Piano Player. Oh, I'm sorry, Mary. You know that was just a bad ricochet. I was aiming at him. Woohoo! That's you lie like a bearskin rug. Burn! Rude. Rude. So much for the colloquial authenticity. So this is how she communicates? Through the titles of ancient ragtime music? This is going to be a slow conversation. I have a pretty hefty database on ragtime. Of course you do, because that's useful. It is now. Got kind of quiet in here. Your uh, friends having a jaw rattle? Uh, yes. Jaw rattle. Oh, that sounds painful. 
which it actually is, so I suppose that works. Don't recognize that piece, Mary. Uh, into the swamp, but I'm scolding. Ah, hell. Apparently, it's into the swamp. <laughs> Mary, you are quite the jokester. Not sure where y'all gonna find a swamp within 500 miles in any direction. Maybe you're some sort of reptilian midwife, hmm? Doula to the denizens of the deep, hmm? Hilarious. Some long-dead animatronic ghost tinkles on the piano, and I'm supposed to go yank a baby with massive teeth and a bad attitude from a giant, vicious space alligator's nethers? Now, hang on. We don't know what the side quest is, exactly. Thank you. It could be to collect eggs from the rabbit egrets. You're enjoying this? Maybe next time you'll think twice about replacing my voice recognition door lock with a key code. Come on, that was funny. You with those, those giant hooves trying to press the wee little buttons. <laughs> well, if it at all helps, I'll accompany you, Captain Jesse. You know, Albert does seem to respond well to me. Did you notice? Are you making a move? What? Are you trying it on? I'm sorry? What's your angle? Do I have to read something? Like draft two of your novel? Because I ain't happening, mate. No, no angle. Just offering help to a teammate. Who hurt you? Right, Jesse and Dr. Theo, off to the swamp with you both, and uh, go on, see what stagecoach Mary has in mind. I mean, seriously, we're on page 15, and literally nothing has happened yet. Not a sausage. No, just hang on to your sporin' and gilly brogues, bagpipe breath. I don't take orders from you. I came here for a quiet drink. I'm not leaving until I have one. Now there's your third, Amelia Earhart. I said, quiet drink. I wish to hear nothing more than the soothing rattle of ice in a glass. Well, then, you ain't gonna much like what I tell you next. Oh, God. Oh, now, see here. You can't simply ignore a side quest, all right? Ghost or not, she's an NPC, and you ignore those at your peril. We could be stuck here for ages. Mrs. Sheffield, we're on a spaceship, not in a giant computer game. Oh, any reason the Oz-9 can't be both? Hmm? Just mooting out loud? Hashtag, what do you think? What do you know, Mrs. A.S.? Nothing. Nothing nothing at all. Uh, but you you have to admit, hmm, as a theory, wow, it's damn good. You'll think we're in some sort of giant computer game. Oh, boy. Maybe I better take that. Get your hand off my Amelia or draw back a bloody stump. Oh, oh, all right. If I'm not mistaken, given the illuminated hue rising up from behind the bar, there's a second side quest to be assigned here. Colin, I'm going to assume that one's for you. And I'm going to guess you've been refusing to hear it. Oh. I'm tired. I don't want a side quest. Well, that's lucky, because it ain't for you. Mm, thank God. How do you know? We was told to wait for the man with a voice that could make the sun rise at midnight. Oh, dear. <laughs> Pipes like an organ, we hear. And a pipe like a... <laughs> no, 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 we can skip the rough hume homilies. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> what's the quest? He's here. Our man with the golden pipes and the pipes... Stop! Thank you. What's his quest? Are you sure it's Dr. Theo? Oh, who else could it be? Yeah, you gotta admit, he fits the bill. <laughs> Wait, how did you know? See these weird flaps of skin on either side of me head? We humans call those ears. Oh, <laughs> you're talking about my voice. Hey, what did you think? Uh, could we just hear the quests? Whenever your uh, imaginary friends are ready. If I imagined friends like these, my therapist could buy a summer home on her own island. What's the quest? Follow the mustard. 
hold the mayor. Seriously? That's it. I knew it. Why do I feel like he could say any old nonsense and then you claim you knew it all along? Because, my bichromatic comrade, I have a head full of nonsense. Mm-hmm. That is actually cryptic communication. Hmm? One simply cannot expect animatronic equine to understand such complicated condimental conveyance. It appears... Well, it appears Joe was right. About what? The best way to ring out a mop is counterclockwise. I'm not bichromatic, and I'm sure as hell not equine. Joe was right about the sandwich machines, hmm? And you, my good fellow, are a zebra, making you both bichromatic and equine. If linguistically... Challenge. With me, everyone. You're doing it again. A little respect for me authority, all right. Former Captain Jesse. Mm-hmm. Are you aware that I saved your life no fewer than six times in the past two weeks, once as recently as this morning? You're joking. Do I look like. Where are you? I might check the location of the body tag you had the shipboard surgeon implant to keep the albatross from removing you from the Oz 9. What? All right. I will. Later. Yeah. Alone. Do you do that? Oh, we have a shipboard surgeon? How have I never met this person? It's a machine. You trusted a machine on the Oz-9 to implant a body tag? Oh, I guess I could have packed a sandwich and put on a nice warm coat and let the albatross shove me out an airlock. No, you have no idea what it is. You think it was going to do? Keep calling to your names. What's wrong with all of you? Arrest you. Shut up. And that, my friends, is authority. In any event, the next time you shower, if you still remember this conversation at that distant point in the future, you'll perhaps notice the tag is gone and there's merely the tired residue of an ancient plaster that long ago fell away in despair and redundancy. The tag the machine gave you would have eventually released a strong neurotoxin that would empty your brain completely. How unfortunate we didn't catch it in time. Oh, shut it. What's your point? My point is that we're on the same side. Hmm? And from time to time, I might have knowledge you lack. Like now, for instance, Joe and Lady Nibblebiscuit have discovered something critical, which they were unable to tell us. Oh, what was it? Ah, uh, no. I don't... I don't remember. Someone was meant to speak of me, me mom. Were we, were we interrupted? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, let's go find Joseph. We can uh, stop by the swamp on the way. Wondering where it was. I was We can visit Albert. Belly. That's all I'm rubbing. It's just the belly. Now hang on one hot tin of baked beans. That your idea of a cliffhanger? We beg your pardon. What a thrill. Be sure to listen next time to see if Colin has a mild hangover. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Where's the excitement? The thrill? The breathless anticipation? Patience. You all keep them waiting forever. Least you can do is give them something to wait for. Did Olivia fry your circuits or something? You're talking haggis burgers. Oi, did I just invent a new street food? Now, Clyde, calm down. Not every episode has to end with some crazy... (laughs) Clyde!
That was one of my favorite shirts. Oh. Now that's a cliffhanger. Will he make it or bleed his last right here on the floor of the bad penny saloon? Uh. All right, you all can giddy on up out of here now. You're welcome. Oh, that wasn't a very good cliffhanger. Did we already establish the You can come out now. <laughs> my legs. My legs don't work. Why do you have so many? You got at least... 11. <laughs> my legs. Odd number. Oh, oh, Call the doc! Oh, he doesn't need a doc. He doesn't need fewer legs. No, no! Don't take my legs! My pants won't fit! <laughs> How did you find 11 legged pants this morning anyway? Wait. Did you have 11 legs this morning? Bill, what do you say? Got enough life left in you to run the credits? <laughs> These two are useless. Uh, oh, good thing it's not the full cast. I'll start in case I die halfway. You've been listening to Tim Sherbert as Colin, Bonnie Brantley as Jesse, David S. Deer as Dr. Theo Brome, Kevin Hall as Gray, Sarah Golding as Mrs. Sheffield, me, J. Michael DeAngelis as Clyde the Cow Cow Cowboy, and introducing Ow, my gallbladder. Pete Barry as, well, was the bartender. I'm not dead. Ow, shot me right in the appendix. That's not how you're supposed to take out your appendix. Don't forget the art and music and stuff. Did you do that bit yet? I like that bit. It's fun to say Lucas Elliot. Wait, wait, I'm not dead. Okay, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm not dead. Lucas Elliot does the artwork. John Faley composed and performed the theme. And Thomas Golding composed and performed the additional ragtime music for this episode. Sarah Golding is our dialogue editor. Ooh, I think he's dead. Seems pretty dead. <laughs> You're drunk, too. You can't possibly make that determination. Well, now he's dead. Right. Chrissy Talon Sage is our sound editor. Oz9 is written, and we use that term loosely, by Shannon Perry. We'll see you next time, Space Monkeys. And until then, never forget. Now that's... A cliffhanger. I'm still not dead. Get along, little doggy. All right, I think that's all you need. Call me next time you want me to get shot. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. 
This is Yanni, and welcome to season two of Harlem Queen. Thank you for listening. The season picks up with the search for Michelle. You are listening to the Floyd J. Calvin program. And now, straight to the headlines. Manhattan debutante and socialite Michelle Mondesir has been kidnapped from her Connecticut boarding school. There is a tri-state search for Mademoiselle Mondesir, who is 15 years of age, Caucasian, and was last seen yesterday evening going to her dormitory. Stephanie is frantic and she risks all in order to find her missing daughter. We will find Michelle. There are troopers all along the New Jersey and Pennsylvania highways. That's not enough. Madame Stephanie St. Clair posted a $10,000 reward for information that leads to the safe return of Ms. Mondesir. You need to take down your reward, Stephanie. I will not. Those no-good couples are already saying she's dead. The connection between the debutante and the numbers queen is unclear. And Stephanie still has to contend with Luciano and Schultz plotting to push her out of her own turf. Word on the street is that it's Schultz. Who cares about a lost colored girl? This one is white. Fifth Avenue debutant, lot of money, well connected. And I want to find out why Stephanie is so fixated on the girl. Stephanie is highly invested in her safe return. What do you need me to do? I need you to cheese it. What about Sinclair? You tried to clip her twice. Is she pushing up daisies? No. We're going to get her another way. Even Halstein is suspicious. Is he truly a friend or a foe? She's putting herself behind the eight ball. There's something more there, and I need to find out. In the meantime, someone has to earn the money she's deciding not to earn. You have no power in this case, Stephanie. In fact, you're a liability. I will do everything in my power to get her home safe and sound. Listen up for season two. Harlem Queen is a recipient of the Lower Manhattan Cultural Council's Creative Engagement Grant. And once we all get through this safe and sound, we will have a live radio show of Harlem Queen this fall. More episodes to come. Take good care and stay well. Thank you.